the Crows Radio Show with Sauce. He tumbles it forward. It's going to run through. Oh, Sauce Jacobs, what a goal. Yeah. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Ah, Crows fans, good morning to you. Great to have your company as always. And I tell you what, it, it just feels back to some sort of normality. It's like putting on an old comfy shoe. I've got my co-host back for 2023, Sammy Jacobs. Hello, mate. Tomo, it's great to be back, oh. mate. Uh, didn't Eb do a fantastic job last week? I was, I was just thinking, how many weeks could I get off here? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, I reckon uh, if Ebony had it her way, mate, she'd be in the seat oh, know, full oh, time. Well, I did listen. She did a fantastic <laughs> job. So, uh, But no, mate, very, very excited to be back for another year of the Crows. Radio show. Nah, she's a star, Ebony Marinoff. And if you missed last week as well, make sure you head to Listener, L A S T, and uh, and download the podcast because it's there in its entirety. And Saucy, another Sunday morning, mate. What do we got on the show? Plenty happening. We've got a few favourites. Ivan Marich. Yes. One of my old uh, old rock counterparts. So I'm um, looking forward to having a great chat to him. Yep. And um, Lukey Peddler as well. L- Luke Peddler. So obviously he's. Uh, He's had a huge preseason. We looked to here and, and we'll ask him why, um, what what the change has been and, and how come his footy's thriving so much this year. So obviously really enjoying him. And uh, a chat I'm really looking forward to as well is is the Shane Edwards chat. Yeah. Um, obviously we, we were uh, opposition for quite some time. It's yep. nice, to, nice to have Shedder at the club. Yeah, for sure. A good South Australian boy. You caught up with him during the week at the uh, Adelaide Footy Club. So we'll play that chat out. In full, uh, very very shortly, and just dominated for the for the Richmond Football Club for a number of years. Oh, no, I'll, never, I'll never forgive him for um, <laughs> taking my premiership in 2007. <laughs> He's got three of them. I know. Well, we Give one back. All we needed was one. Have you had that sort of uh, eyeball chat with him yet, oh, yeah. Saucy? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Every time I see him, where he's late for something, I say, "Mate, stop counting your medals and hurry up and get here." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Now, uh, membership so important at the Adelaide Footy Club, there, Sauce. Absolutely, mate. Obviously, the members are the life lifeblood of the, the footy club so crowsmembership.com.au this is your club and this is your moment to join the crows family oh, so yeah. we want to get as many people on board as well jump on board an exciting team because um we're really building something at the crows now and we're really looking forward to hopefully the members coming along for the journey yeah and beautiful warmer months at the moment so make sure you head, head along and uh, support the adelaide crows it's so so important the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo here until 10am on this beautiful Sunday morning. Get us on that listener app as well, L-I-S-T. And uh, I like this guy, Saucy. He he's a fan favourite. Oh, already. yeah. He's hard at it. Beautiful left foot and uh, nice little South Australian product. Lukey Peddler joins us. Peds, you got us? Hey, boys. How are we? Mate, yep. we are absolutely flying. How are you? And let's start with how you ended up at the Adelaide Crows, mate, because I'm hearing Southeast boy. Yeah, no, I am from the southeast in Kingston. It's about three hours south of Adelaide. Um, and, yeah, obviously went to school at PAC for a couple of years, year 11, 12, and played a bit of school footy and a little bit for Glenelg as well in the juniors. Um, and then, yeah, lucky enough in 2020, I was able to get picked up by the Crows. So pretty, pretty surreal uh, moment and able to stay around friends and family. And, yeah, it was great. Now, Ped, you're a humble operator, but uh, tell us how good a cricketer you were. We know when you when you went to get drafted, you obviously you hadn't. I don't think you'd ever done a preseason for footy at that stage, probably because your summer was full of cricket. Um, what, how 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 good were you at cricket back in the day? Nah, well, I can't really vouch for that. I'm pretty terrible. I just played in a cricket grand final, and I reckon the three games leading up to it, I made about a total of ten runs. So <laughs> oh, no. I think I might throw it away for good. Um, but no, nah, I played a bit of representative stuff when I was younger and made a few runs here and there, but didn't really have the patience. So representative, what, what are we talking here? State, state footy, 
Association, uh, uh, footy cricket, sorry. Yeah, no, nah, just a bit of uh, red backs through like the juniors, a bit of 15s, 17s and... Um, oh, he's yeah, just, he's, the, I, the way I see this, he's one of those lucky bastards that had the choice. Yeah, exactly Either, right. either football or cricket, gifted galore, which I absolutely love. And how tough was that choice growing up for you, Peds? Um, oh, yeah, it was pretty tough. Obviously, I, I probably played a fair bit more cricket than I did footy just with a few injuries I had when I was younger. So, um, yeah, it was just sort of where the opportunity came first, I guess, and footy sort of would make you sort of make the decision a bit earlier than cricket. Cricket sort of let you just um, say you can play footy, but footy's a bit different. They sort of would like to make a decision at around 17. So I made that decision because cricket sort of you can play for a lot longer and um, cricket's, uh, footy's sort of a shorter window. So I've decided, decided to sort of commit to footy in year 12 and, yeah, gave it a real hot crack. Now, Ped, you had a massive preseason this year. We've obviously seen the, the transition you've had as a player and, and, and you've come back and you've started the year really well. But obviously, I was, I was fortunate enough to work with you last year in the SANFL. And, and for me, there was a real turning point in the final series last year. You, you absolutely dominated a final against Norwood um, out there at Adelaide Oval, kicking three long goals especially. Um, how much confidence did that give you to be able to springboard you into this AFL year? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it's, it was massive for me. Especially, I still had a little bit, a um, few things with my body that I was still trying to get right, and then a little bit of a niggling hip injury through that period as well while I was playing. So to sort of feel all right and then play injured and perform well sort of gave me a lot of confidence coming into this preseason, knowing if I got my body right and got my power back, that I could, if I could do it at sample level, a little bit injured, then I could definitely um, play some good footy at AFL level. So. Yeah, that was it was massive with my confidence coming into this preseason and sort of helped me get really motivated to finally get on top of all my injuries with my groins and around that area. So yeah, it's been great. And you can't you can't do it all on your own. Who's some of the mentors that sort of helped you and I guess challenged you and guided you through preseason? I know you're pretty close with Tex, but is uh, is he the main one or is there some other people that helped you along the way? Yeah, obviously, obviously playing forward a fair bit started my career now yeah I have a fair bit to do with text and always asking questions and sort of feed as much as I can off him but yeah even like my manager Dogger and um, Riles the Ford coach and Burjo and all the physio group that's been supporting me for the last couple of years I just would always check in with them and they said that it would turn at some point it's just hard with the tendon issues and that, like if there's no real set time, you can't say it's six weeks rehab and you'll be right. It sort of took me two years to sort of get on top of it. So, yeah, just keeping around, keeping that group around me and staying positive and sort of setting short little goals, even in my 360s with Nixie and things like that, um, helped me sort of finally tick a few boxes and, yeah, allow myself to put my body in a great place. Let's move away from footy now, Peds. What do we like outside of the game, mate? Do we? Uh, what do we get up to on our days off? Oh, not too much. I, I started a bit of uni uh, a bit last year, and oh, I didn't really like it to be honest. Well, could, I, could, I was going to say, could you sit still long enough nah. to listen? Turf that, mate. No, <laughs> no, nah, absolutely hated it. It was all online. Oh, um, nah, come on. I think I ended up getting about five lectures behind every week, so I was like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going to put this away. I was yeah. focused on footy too much, so but I'll probably start that back up this year um, once I get back into a bit more of a routine of playing some footy and happy with sort of how I'm going. But, yeah, outside of it, I just catch up with 
sort of family or friends on my day off and then um yeah go out for coffee or lunch and just sort of relax and get away from footy like to go for a surf but not really in this weather if it's too cold oh hang on where do we head if we're uh laying it down what's that sorry where do we head if we're going for a surf uh it's a little bit harder up in adelaide to get out as much sort of got to drive probably at least an hour Mm. but see if it's working i'll go down there or sort of head down to Waits or Parsons. Oh, yeah. Um, Beautiful. So that's probably the main spots. Nice. And now, Peds, when we speak to country boys, I love asking what they're like. Are, they, are, you, are you a country boy that grew up in Kingston? Are you a farmer? Are you on the water? Or are you a city boy that just happened to grow up in the oh, country? No. I would say I'm in between. I'm <laughs> definitely not a country boy farmer. <laughs> I know nothing about farming and I don't really like it. <laughs> But, yeah, definitely fishing and sort of just being being in the water as a child was, yeah, a massive part of my life. And then, obviously, I've lived here for sort of the last five years, so I'd probably say I'm a little bit more city towards country, but still country boy at heart. Ah, we awesome, love that, mate. Peds, and we love what you're doing in the tri-colours, mate. Thank you so much for jumping on board the Crows Radio Show. You're on fire. No worries. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. And this is the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Atomo N. Remember, we're on that listener app as well, L-A-S-T, and uh, all the podcasts are readily available there. Looking forward to this ne- next conversation, Saucy. 157 games to his name. Big Ivan Marriage joins us right now. Ivan, you got us? Yeah, thanks for having me, Tomo and Sammy. Yeah, appreciate it. Now, mate, take us back to the playing days at the Adelaide Crows. You had uh, about six seasons there, mate. You must have thoroughly enjoyed them. Loved them. I always reflect back with great, great memories. Um, happy times. So, um, Adelaide Crows really hold a special place. Um, not only in my heart, but my family's heart as well. So, it's uh, lots of smiles when I reflect back. Do you obviously come? Oh, sorry, mate. You're obviously coming over for the game. Do you like? Do you like getting back to the city churches? Love it. Love it. So. Yeah, really keen to get down to um, Yarnies and get a year off <laughs> time before the game. There's like a bit of a crew of uh, staff that um, get there, so we're all already talking about it. Um, but yeah, I'll try and catch up with a couple of old friends and um, in my host mum that uh, yeah. Yeah, looked after me. So going to try and catch up with her as well, Colleen. Uh, she's a mad crow supporter, so she'll probably get stuck into me. Yeah. Be good. How do you look back and reflect on your, your time? Because you played in some pretty, uh, well, you had a fair bit of success as a team through your time here at the Crows. Um, I mean, obviously, we've been rebuilding for the last few years, but the Crows didn't miss miss finals um, for a long time. And you know, obviously, the the quality of players that were coming through your period as well. You played with some some top line players. How do you reflect on, I guess, the success you had as a team? Yeah, I think as a young kid, like I was, I came into this team that was um, you know full of talent and full of superstars and. So until you get older, you realise how sort of special and lucky um, I was really to play with, you know, Andrew McLeod, Tyson Edwards, and Simon Goodwin, Mark Rusciuto, and guys like that. And I've only named a couple there, but yep. um, yeah, it was it was a great team, and I was lucky enough to play in a few finals series. And we were sort of like, when I think back, it was really unlucky. We finished fifth a few times, and I only got top four. Like it gives you. Um, bit more of a shot at it but yeah we, we um yeah we had something good there for a while under um, neil craig which is um yeah and you know like craig is a guy that i still catch up with today and um i really enjoy that but um yeah it was like i said earlier great times great memories 
Um, now, you're the, the well-being and the right coach at Richmond. Obviously, you, you went across yep. to Richmond in 2012, so you've been there for, I guess, over a decade now. That's gone, that's gone quick, Drago. Um, yeah. how, how, do you, how do you, I guess, look back at your time at Richmond as well? Because um, from when you came into the to where they are now, you've had a lot of success, and obviously you've been an integral part of that. Um, how, how are you enjoying your role? And um, obviously, how do, you, how do you look back at your time at Richmond? Yeah, really similarly, I was... Like, I mean, there's always bad, tough times through footy and in life in general, but um, there's some great memories, great friendships built. Uh, yeah, which was really, really special. And um, I'm really lucky that I've, they've kept me around in, in a role that I really wanted to do. I've spent a bit of time prep, preparing as a player to the rut coach and be involved in well-being and development, um, the players off-field. Um, so... Yeah, I feel really lucky that that's all worked out really well. And like you said, I've been here for um, played six years as six as a player at Richmond, and uh, gone to my sixth year as a, a staff. So um, yeah, it's great. The transition's hard for everyone. I think um, you could probably talk about it as well, Sammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing as good as playing, right? Not, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, and you get addicted to it. Uh, addicted to competing and. Um, you know, we had some great battles and so, such good fun and um, you miss that because it's hard to get that same sort of thing. When I'm playing basketball on a Monday night, um, you know, you don't get the same level of competitiveness. <laughs> good to, you, position, good so. to hear you're still playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, we, I jog up and down the court and uh, <laughs> try and get a few rebounds. But, um, yeah. yeah, look, it's, footy's great, but Wish we could play forever, but we can't. But um, it's just good to share knowledge, I suppose, to uh, younger guys that are really enthusiastic these days. And um, yeah, it's um, those times are the ones where you sort of realise, wow, I've got some wisdom to pass on, and the young guys really appreciate it. So it's um, really fulfilling. Was coaching always on the radar, Big Eye, or was it something that was um, come to the attention at the back end of the career? Yeah, I think as a younger sort of player, I wasn't really too overly keen on it. But as I got older, I realised um, I sort of enjoyed it more, um, more and more. And yes, yeah, invested a bit of time in doing some coaching courses and those sorts of things, and volunteering a bit of my time um, to help some young rucks, you know, at local level. So um, I really come to enjoy it. But and what it holds in the future, I'm not sure whether I want to go right into full-time coaching or, or maybe another area of the footy club. But um, I'm enjoying my role and learning a hell of a lot about it all anyway. So it's been good. Now, uh, being the Crows radio show, there's uh, a lot of uh, Crows flavour at Richmond. We've got, obviously, Ben Ruttons come back to the club after finishing up Essen. David Teague, yep. who was an assistant coach, uh, obviously, at the Crows for a period of time. Braden Chamberlain, who I have to, I have to give a mention, he's, he's a, video, um, a video coordinator who's... We lost him at the Crows, and he's the Gary Ablett of, of, oh, the, oh, he's of, of the video world. So he's gone to Richmond now as well, doing some fantastic stuff there. So um, it's a bit of a home away for home from you with, uh, with all the Crows people there. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, before then, Chris, Chris Knight's come over, um, played a bit, Knighter, so that was good. And yep. Yeah, there's, it's a bit of a... Um, and you've got um, Shane Edwards working at <laughs> yep. the, the Crows now. So, yeah, there's a bit of... Um, Guys going both ways, which is good, and I think, um, yeah, I think it's just great for both clubs that 
good people get to hang around in footy and, and have a good influence on football clubs because I think it's um, so important. Guys like Sam Jacobs hang around the uh, <laughs> Adelaide Footy Club and influence uh, young guys in a positive way. I love that, mate. Hey, uh, thanks so much for jumping on the, the Crows radio awesome, show. Mate. We've uh, loved seeing your progress over the years. Thanks, Tolo. Thanks, Sammy. Cheers, Appreciate mate. you guys uh, taking the time to chat to me. It's the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. And uh, Saucy, we're delving back a few years here, mate. But, um, well, I think when you think of the Adelaide Crows throughout the 90s, Tony Modra was front and centre. Not only the Crows, mate. He was national. Mm. Uh, Big Modra. Obviously, he he arrived on the scene in 1992. Uh, He kicked eight. Slow going for him. He only kicked the 21 goals in (laughs) eight eight, eight games as he arrived uh, coming um, coming in from West Adelaide. But... Um, from there, mate, it absolutely took off. The next season, 129 goals in 1993. Mark of the year, Coleman medals. He kicked uh, 10 or more goals nine times. Yeah. So this is, an era, this is an era of Gary Ablett, Jason mm-hmm. Dunstall, yep. Tony Lockett, Wayne Carey, Stephen Kernahan. Mm-hmm. Like, the names are endless. And obviously, Mods was right up there with those guys. Well, if not bigger, to be honest. Like, And, and what he did here when the Crows... And it was a... A one-team town back yep. then as well. So Port Adelaide weren't into the competition when he was dominating in the early and the mid-90s yep. there. He was absolutely huge. I reckon Graham Corns has gone on the record to say like he was nearly bigger than Bradman in, <laughs> yeah, in Adelaide and South Australia, which is huge. And plucked out of nowhere as well. And um, yeah, just sensational. Sensational. He probably had effort. something with all the others, all those guys I named, they didn't have. He had the look. Yeah, oh, he yeah, didn't he? 100%. Godra. He Godra. was a rock star without playing football. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a listen to a bit of a highlights package here, mate. Gives it his best. Just electric, mate. Absolutely electric. Modra at his very, very best. Does it spark anything for you? Yeah, I think I think the other thing that with Mods is uh, he, he he's actually on record of saying this. He actually played a fair bit of soccer um, yeah. in the Riverland growing up. So probably his all-round ability. Obviously, had the high marks, had yeah. the set-shot goals. But his ability at ground level, because he wasn't as big as all these other guys, his ability to get, off, obviously, from the ground and, and up was, yeah. was outstanding. And he kicked a lot of goals off the ground, kicked a lot of goals in general play. So... Um, he wasn't just a high flyer that we all remember. He was able to, you know, he had a really good all-round game. 
This is the Crows Radio Show, 104.7 on the dial, and we're also on Listener as well, L-I-S-T. And uh, Saucy, you caught up with Shane Edwards throughout the week, mate. We're going to play that out in full as well. What an addition to the club he is. Yeah, he's been fantastic, Shedder. He's, um, yeah, three three premierships, All-Australian. Uh, he's done it all in the game. Yep. Source goes one-on-one with Shane Edwards right now. All right. Now we're joined by Club Indigenous Player Development Manager and Recruiter Shane Edwards. Shedder, thanks for coming on and having a chat with the Crows Radio Show. Oh, thanks for having me, Source. Pleasure to be here. Now, uh, obviously, we're, we're one round in, in, almost two rounds in now. Um, how, how are you going watching the game? Last Thursday night was the uh, the Richmond-Carlton game. Um, what was it 88,000 people there, I think. How did you go watching that? Uh, yeah, I got a bit weird um, at the start. Just I think my my body's just sort of used to going into round one and and realizing that oh, I just get to sit on the couch and watch it um, was pretty good. And yeah, by the end of the game, they were pretty tired, so I was I was happy where I was. <laughs> how how much do you get into the game? Um, obviously, uh, Richmond still a Richmond man, always a Richmond man. Um, but did, did, were you supporting hard, or were you just sitting back enjoying it? Uh, I started off feeling pretty neutral. Um, just enjoying watching them, and then by the end, I was, I was getting pretty frustrated with turnovers <laughs> and why aren't they doing this and, and getting up when they'd kick a goal. So, I think instinct just took over, and I was uh, full on barracking for him by the end. Still a player, still a player. Uh, now you mentioned you're on the couch, mate. That's in Adelaide now. How are you finding being? I guess first of all, back in South Australia, and then obviously you being at the club now. Yeah, loving it. It's uh, it's still a bit surreal. We've um, me and my partner Sam have been uh, thinking a long time what it's going to be like when we finally get to come home, and we're currently living with uh, my parents at the moment in Westlake, so um, we're probably still a step away from being fully immersed into living in Adelaide. But um, yeah, we're loving it, and um, the club's been so welcoming and welcomed me with open arms. Were you a Crows man before uh, before your Richmond days? Uh, I wasn't. Yep. Um, I was a Geelong man. Yep. Um, just love watching Ablett Senior back in the day. Um, but yeah, I was always more Crows than Port. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, as a kid, so the Crows are probably my second team. That's good, mate. I know. I was. I was a bit bit the similar. Actually. I had Brisbane and Geelong. Uh, Brisbane and, and Adelaide. Yep. You always got to love the Adelaide teams. <laughs> um, now your title, mate. Obviously, there's a bit in that. What does your role entail exactly? And yeah, what can you tell us more about that? As an Indigenous PDM, I'll be looking after like, the welfare and, and, and the footy side of our Indigenous players. Yeah, we've got four men, one, one female uh, on the list. And um, yeah, I'll just be seeing them day to day and probably dedicating 50, 60% of my time to that role. The other side is uh, recruiting, uh, which I'll be watching games on the weekends, working with our Melbourne-based recruiting team with... Uh, with Hamish Ogilvie, Justin Reid, Richard Taylor, yeah. those guys, and going to games that uh, that they can't get to, um, helping out Katrina Gill, um, Phil Harper, and trying to get as many eyes on on as many kids over the weekends of the season. It's a pretty well-rounded role. Is was recruiting always a passion? I mean, football we always find in some capacity when a coach at some whether it's whether it's a mate asking you to help out at Golden Grove or somewhere like that. We always find we're, we're coaching at some point but what was the what was the passion like for I guess recruiting and coaching and whatnot uh yeah I've always always lent more towards the recruiting side of things um I'd been probably maybe five or six years at Richmond doing just in my in my uh outside of footy I can't really say it's outside of footy but in my off time away from the club I'd be helping out the recruiting department 
learning my craft there and seeing um, seeing what they do. So when the opportunity did arise one day, I would be uh, I'd be ready to do it. And I was lucky enough that there was an opportunity in Adelaide, and you put the two together, it's um, pretty perfect for me. So recruiting's always been a massive passion. I've never really looked too closely at coaching. It really hasn't uh, interested me at the moment anyway. Um, I've always sort of gravitated more towards like players developing and, and watching talent and having an eye for talent. So that's where I... That's, yeah, that's me. Is what is recruiting different? Obviously, you'll, you'll watch a lot of vision as a player and you're probably watching, obviously, what you're doing, what the team's doing in terms of defence and offence and whatnot. Is recruiting, like, what are you, what are you actually sort of looking at there? Um, I know it's, it's obviously not as simple as just seeing who the best player was because there's always different things you're looking at. Yeah, well, if anything, it's, it's not really looking for who the best player is. It's hard, I suppose, from a coaching angle, you're probably looking at the, how the game is going and what the teams are doing structurally and how they're generating scores and stopping stopping the ball. Whereas recruiting, you're really honing in on a, a certain player and projecting what they could do at higher levels. Um, it's not as simple as how many kicks or marks or handles they get. That doesn't factor into it um, very highly. It's more about how they kick, you know, their technique, um, how much development they have left in them, what does that look like in the grade above and does it translate into faster and better opponents, uh, things like that. So like some games I, don't, I wouldn't have a clue what the score actually is or how many touches certain guys have. It would be more about um, the individual players. It's really interesting. We'll probably do a whole segment on that later on in the year. Um, now, mate, you're one of the most humble players um, I guess I've played with in the under-18s. <laughs> we played together. How do, how do you look back on your career? Like three premierships, all Australian, three hundred plus games. I'm not sure how many Indigenous players have done that, but that I know you're one of one of very few. How does that sit with you? It's, it's a pretty impressive resume. Oh, I suppose when you when you say it like that, it, it sounds pretty cool. I really haven't given it too much thought, to be honest. And yeah, often you get like asked about like the premierships and um, and grand finals and things like. That. But I, I remember more probably before and after the games. The game's somewhat of a blur, as you'd know. You yep. sort of just, the games just happen and you go into autopilot and there's a lot of adrenaline. So it's hard to really remember a lot unless you watch, if you watch the games back. So I remember more the build-up, how I felt before games and yeah, the celebrations afterwards or um, like All-Australian, that, that I'd re- never think about that because that was, that was 2018. That was the year we lost to Collingwood yep. in the prelim. So... I almost forget about that year, to be honest. So, the, um, but yeah, I'm, I think there's maybe five or six Indigenous players who have played 300. Yep. So that's um, that's something I hold pretty close to my chest, and something that crept up very very quickly towards the end of my career that I actually wasn't wasn't too um, aware of of the gravity of that. But um, when it did happen, I had a lot of people getting around me, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, I probably should spend a bit more time thinking about um, my career, but um, not at the moment. You always look forward, yeah. don't you, as you know. Absolutely. And I guess, mate, final question. Did the, did the club land on you lots? Because I'm just trying to think with our, within our coaching staff and obviously our playing list is pretty young. Not, there's not many premierships getting around. Um, do they lean on you? Do people ask you about it much in the footy department or is it is just something that's sort of just known that Shed has got three of them? Uh, oh, I suppose not really. They're just, they're just a... 
byproduct of the process that we had um, at Richmond. It wasn't really – it's just an outcome, to be honest. So it's probably more about what, what we did and how we did it. And, again, the, the list demographics are very different from what we had at Richmond to what we've got at the Crows now. We're developing and have a lot of young talent. At Richmond, it was very mature um, and experienced. But I am um, the butt of some jokes about – three premierships at which Marco Bello always taps me on the shoulder and says he's got five. So I can feel quite insignificant sometimes. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> no, nah, it, is, it is funny just uh, when the young guys ask me about them because some of them were only about 13 or 14 when yeah. it happened, so they probably can't even remember too much about them. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Shedder. You obviously got um, you know plenty to offer us as a club, but we love having you here. We're very fortunate to have you obviously a part of our Indigenous programs and also doing a lot of good stuff in the recruiting field. So thanks very much for joining us, mate. We'll, uh, we'll speak again later on about some more recruiting stuff. Thanks, Sauce. Thanks for having me. Another edition of the Crows Radio Show done and dusted for this Sunday morning. Sauce and Tomo here wrapping up. Sauce, you've been supreme once again, mate. <laughs> it's good to be back, mate. But also, uh, obviously our second year, we want to make this show more engaging. So we'd love to hear from the Crows fans. Um, send in your questions, your comments, or even Crows people you want to hear from. Yeah. Obviously, a footy club these days is is, is a lot to it, a um, lot of different areas. We'd, we'd love to hear what the fans want to hear. So, crowsradio at afc.com.au. And obviously, membership's a big part of footy these days as well, Tomo. Huge, mate. We saw so many down there yesterday at the Adelaide Oval. And if you want to get in touch, crowsmembership.com.au because we both know, Saucy, that uh, the members make the football clubs. They do, mate. So uh, another fantastic show there. Some huge guests, obviously, Ivan, Shedder, yep. Lukey Pedler. Awesome. Um, looking back at Godra. <laughs> Jeez, we all love Godra. <laughs> <laughs> if you missed anything of it, you can download it on the listener app, L-I-S-T, and uh, just search Crow's Radio Show. I'll see you next Sunday. So I'll see you.